Hello and welcome to Views from the Market, Mid-Market Private Equity and M&A in Canada. My name is Mario Negro. I'm a partner in the Private Equity M&A Group at Steichman Elliott. For today's podcast, I'd like to welcome our special guest, Leon Robinheimer, Managing Partner at Zed Financial Partners. Leon, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you, Mario. Thank you for inviting me. Well, Leon, we always like to start by asking our guests to tell us a little bit about themselves and about their firm. So I'd love to start by learning a little bit more about yourself and, and Zed. Sure, uh, Mario. So I'm, uh, as you can hear by the accent, South Africa by, uh, by birth and, and a lawyer by training. Um, I, uh, I came to Canada and I started my, my professional life with Gordon Capital. Uh, and then uh, Brad Griffiths and I and one other partner left and were the, the founding partners of uh, Griffiths McBurney and Partners when I ran the mining group for a number of years. Um, in about uh, 2002, I left GMP and I started Zed. Uh, and the reason for that was we were seeing more and more companies, private companies looking for capital uh, coming to the public equity investment banking firms. Uh, and it was a real struggle to, to find people to invest or groups to invest in. Uh, and this was, this was before um, private equity funds became as ubiquitous as they are today. Um, and we, we started, so we started the firm's, firm's been going for you know, more than 20 years now. And we folk decided to focus primarily on financings as opposed to M&A. Um, financings uh, is really, um, it was perhaps a little harder to do uh, and there wasn't that much competition. Um, and so we focused primarily on private equity and private debt funds. Uh, for private and on the debt side for uh, for public companies, and we're still doing it today. Ask him, and this is obviously the financing space has gone through like other spaces the last few years, just so many ups and downs with COVID. Where is the market at when it comes to finances? Um, you know, obviously, we hear different things from a tech or equity growth perspective. People seem to suggest that there's an endless amount of money, but I wanted to get a sense from your experience. How is the financing market? Um, look, financing's you know I've I've never found an easy deal. Um, there's no question. There's a lot of money out uh, out there, both on the debt and equity side. But it's not stupid money. Uh, you still have to be able to uh, provide a properly analyzed transaction. Uh, you have to have all your ducks in a row, uh, and there's a there's a formula. And if you try and divert from the formula, you just don't get the transactions closed. And I think that's why when people say that it's very difficult to get financings done, either they're taking transactions to a fund that's not appropriate. It's either on the size or the industry or the geographical area that um, that they operate in. So it, it, it's uh, no wonder some of these companies don't get financed because people don't take necessarily take the time in, in making sure that the financing fits the fund. And, I mean, has COVID made it harder to get financing? What has been the impact of COVID over the last few years on the um, financing space? I would say that the, probably the, the biggest influence it's had is that there's, in some of the companies, they have had a really tough time with COVID. So it's interrupted their growth. And so... The funds sometimes have to make a real value judgment as to whether they're now going to continue growing or whether they've been mortally wounded by um, by COVID. 
so it's it's harder to rely on. Um, it's getting better now, obviously, but it's uh, in in um, certainly in the first year or two, year year and a half of COVID, it was really really hard to 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 figure out where these companies were going. When you look at the financing market today, and and uh, I mean we hear the stories about all this private capital out there looking to be deployed i mean are you seeing it in action in our marketplace i mean i mean it's funny how on media channels it seems like a, a huge wave but i on the ground is it do you see it on the ground yeah. um well i certainly um you know i'm in the flow so i see i get uh, hundreds of emails in a, in a month with various debt funds and private equity funds looking for transactions um, you know, but, but the same thing applies. I mean, the, the, the money is there and they have to deploy it. Um, but again, is, is you, you have to be able to find decent investments for them to invest because, like I say, I, I've never found stupid money. They, they are very thorough. Um, uh, you know, you'll get a, a lot of calls from, from the, from the uh, development people. But once it goes to the underwriting and to the investment team, they're very, very thorough, and as an intermediary and as a banker, you have to do your work. You have to be able to present the deal to them, where it's it's being a little facetious, but it's 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 got to almost be paint by numbers. You have to be able to found, to follow the bouncing ball easily, because if you if you show them a transaction and and, and you haven't done the work, uh, you, you, you're leaving it up to them to do the work. It becomes too much brain damage, and they walk away from the deal. Particularly if it's not a, if it's not a very large deal. You know, if it's a large deal and well presented, you almost always get it financed if you take it to the right people. Now, I know you work in a variety of spaces, and and you know, mining has been a big part of your practice historically. But and, and of course, mining has been one of those areas where for a while there was no finance. It just dried up. Has it come back? Are you seeing a lot more activity in mining? Uh, we hear about more activity, but what is your experience? Been? It's an interesting space because, um, you know, traditionally um, Canada has been a mining market uh, and there are a tremendous amount of, uh, of uh, investment bankers and, and brokerage firms that do a fantastic job in financing public equity and uh, public equity mining companies. I don't compete in that space. I, Again, I go back to my financing sources, um, which are private equity, which means it, the deals that you're looking at are either deals that are not can't get financed in the public uh, equity space. I'll use the example of a um, of a company called Talon Metals. Um, this was a nickel play in Minnesota. It was public, uh, trading at uh, I think the market cap was uh, it was like eight cents. I think market cap was about I don't know fifty million dollars. But they were trying to buy an asset from from Rio Tinto, and nickel was only at 460, and they were very concerned about trying to go into the market and funding because it was such a good asset, uh, and they were concerned that somebody else was going to come and scoop it. And so they came to me, and I, I and although this wasn't a private equity fund, I went to one of the large royalty funds and managed to get them the the funding to buy this asset out of out of Rio Tinto. The market cap today is almost $600 million. So that was a, a good example. I'm also doing one now as a private company. Uh, it's in the in the rare earth space. Uh, I have uh, sourced funding from a uh, big private equity fund out of New York that uh, is focused on critical supply chain. Um, we're 
you know, it's it's been a challenge because they've never done a mining deal before. But we're we're waiting. We're uh, in the next uh, few days to hear whether they're going to uh, actually fund it or not. And that's a fifty million dollar deal. So all of the deals that I do on the mining side, are, you know, are, are sort of funky or they're private. And, they, and in order to do these private equity deals on mining, they tend to have to be large and interesting and topical. Um, you know, so I'm following up from that. I'm focusing a lot more on sustainability, uh, looking at uh, sustainable agriculture, uh, both you know, on, the, um, uh, on the aquaculture side of, of, the, uh, of the equation. And is is that because the money's there? Is that yeah. the idea there? Yeah. There's money. Money's interested. Yeah, you know, green credits, um, biomass, uh, sustainable, uh, 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 fuels, all of that. There's tons of money around. Everybody's trying to meet their ESG um, requirements. Uh, funds are being created. Bonds are being issued. It's a very topical. It's a very topical um, thing. So. What I've typically done is I've figured out where the money is and where the money want what the money wants to buy, and then I go out and find the 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 companies that they would want they would like to finance, as opposed to the other way around, finding a transaction and then running around like a crazy person trying to find the money. So I kind of do it the opposite way. And when you look at the sources of capital that want to put money to work, who are you seeing out there? Who 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 are the the sources out there that are, and obviously it's a broad range, but in terms of the characteristics of the people who you are willing mean to from invest the in, from the sustainability side, uh, generally, and then for the specific areas. Look, yeah. I mean, there's well-established, there's well-established private equity funds. Um, U- tend- U.S. is that U.S.? Yeah, they're primarily yeah. the U.S. I mean, I, yeah. I know all the guys in in, in Canada um, as well, and and also look at uh, some of the funds in Europe, in London, in London in particular. I do quite a bit of business out there. It really just depends on on who the right. Um, so I, I try not to go out to a huge list of people. I try, and I'm much more of a, I guess, a sniper than a than a shotgun um, a shotgun guy. I I prefer to tailor make a deal and take it and put it into somebody's wheelhouse where they can tell me within you know an hour of reading the the documents whether they're interested in doing the transaction or not and whether it fits and mm-hmm. i found that that's been a far greater hit rate than and being able to close these transactions than going out to 200 of my closest friends and trying to try to play a numbers game and i i, I found that that generally doesn't work and so what we did is when we first started the firm, we created our own proprietary database, which we still have today. And we have all the private equity funds, uh, obviously not all of the ones in North America, but we've got uh, you know, probably a couple of thousand um, with every deal that they've done and deals that they've, that they've had, which means I can, when I see a transaction, I can go into my database and do a, a screen and say, okay, who, who, who has played in the space? I tend to want to go to firms that have got knowledge or done a deal in the in the space because that way they don't go to school on my client's nickel they've already been in the space they understand the risks uh and you get a you get a quick answer uh, your guys will come back and say you know what Th- these are the issues that that we need to be answered if, if you can if you can answer those then we're interested in looking at it as opposed to someone saying yeah this is a great idea this looks like an interesting space and then two months from now, they, they tell me, well, you can't really get our head around this uh, the, this this industry. 
and then you know everybody's out of out of pocket and and everybody's upset. So I tend to want to go to, to and, and that database that helped us get the list to the point where there's maybe 20 people on the list, 20 groups, um, and we go to them. And we usually find if the people in, the, in that list have no interest, it's going to be a tough, tough financing, if not impossible. So we, we, le- we learn very, very quickly whether we can get something done. Can I ask you, Leon, who, who is this kind of Zed client? Like what, where, where is your sweet spot? If, if somebody wants to raise capital and Zed is an option, who, what is the sweet spot for you, for, for your client? So we tend to, to act almost exclusively um, uh, for Canadian um, companies looking to raise somewhere between 20 and $100 million. I can do bigger. Uh, I've got uh, lots of funds that will do larger. It's just a question of whether you get hired or not because now I'm starting to play in the, in the big guy sandbox. But so generally any transaction that's somewhere between 20 and $100 million Debt or equity on the private side and on on the equity on the on the public companies, uh, I'll look at the debt, and that, that almost always tends to be uh, sub debt or mezzanine debt or some sort of tranche fee that they're looking to layer in. And is at the end of the day, you you are expecting certain fundamentals from the company. They need to be a certain size. I mean, you're you're not doing venture. You're not you you expect some certain fundamentals from from these companies if they're going to come and see you. Yeah, so you know the on a on a private equity perspective, my my funds tend to not look at anything unless they've got at least three million US of EBITDA. And uh, you know, if you if you're doing debt, there's got to be cash flow, there's got to be EBITDA. Uh, you know, the balance sheet's got to be in a in a. You know, sometimes I get people coming and they already got lots of debt. They want to add more debt because they don't want to to take the dilution. Well, there's just no space. There's no room for more debt, um, you know, because so you've got to raise equity. And they don't want to raise equity because they say, well, I don't, want the, I don't want the dilution. And then, you know, we send them away because I can't help them. You can only do transactions if the, you know, if the, if the balance sheet and the, and the P&L uh, warrant and, and, and allow you to do that. And as, as a general comment, Leon, I mean, it's going to lead into my question about where the market's going. Are you seeing more transactions in Canada, more people interested in investing here as a kind of just general market. Is is there more interest in putting money to work in Canada from whether it's Canadian or US or foreign capital providers? You know, I think so. And I'll tell you why. Because I'm seeing more and more US private equity funds hiring Canadian corporate development people. So we're seeing more and more of that. Um, you know, for the longest time, when we first started back in, in 2002, you know, private equity funds really saw deals from Canada. And that's what sort of what clued us in. They said, you would love to see deals from Canada, but we don't see any. Now it's, uh, you know, guys are up here regularly. Um, the deals are getting done. You know, good deals are being done by the U.S. private equity funds. So they're all up here now. Everybody sees this. It's not a massive market, right? So there's a lot of money chasing chasing the really, really big, uh, good deals. And, and so I try and say stick around sort of in the mid-market where I can dig around some and find some some good private companies to finance. You know, I always ask our guests uh, their perspective on where the market's going and what they see, and we kind of led into it, so I kind of continue on. Where where do you see, from your perspective and for, for your business, you know, where do you see the market going? Well, I see an area of growth um, 
with the increase in interest rates, I, I see, uh, you know, the potential of heading into a recession, potentially. Um, I think we're going to see more and more uh, distress funds up here um, as companies get themselves into trouble. Um, but I, but the rest of the, uh, you know, as as the, you know, the, the companies that are are doing well um, will always have uh, access to 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 funding. Um, so I I think the market is very robust. You know, I see there's 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 so much money in the system as you said beginning in, in the beginning. Um, but it's really finding the companies that are actually financeable. There are a lot of companies that are, are truly unfinanceable. Um, and I think, um, you know, people are, have to spend more time digging around, trying to find those, those fantastic private companies uh, where and you're going to start seeing a lot more um, um, of the entrepreneurs that are, are retiring, uh, either doing management buyouts or, or selling out the company or partially selling out the company. I think you're going to see a, a lot more of that wealth transfer to the next generation, uh, either as a company or, or, or as a uh, uh, as a sale, and then um, uh, you know creating a pot of capital for their for their for their families and their kids. So I see a lot of that happening right now. Leon, I want to thank you for joining us. It's been great to hear your perspective. Uh, we don't have many people who do what you do in our marketplace in terms of raising capital, so it's it's really great to have you join us. Yeah, I really appreciate uh, spending the time with you, Mario, and uh, anytime uh, you want to do it again, let me know. <laughs>